Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, for those of you who are checking out uh, the Newsreel, I mean, this is our first Newsreel of 2022. Uh, On this show, we do talk about movie and TV news. So we like to kind of switch things up. Uh, a little bit differently than our main show. But uh, before we get into our uh, our topics today, uh, Jeremy and I like to warm up on the newsreel by talking about a uh, TNR question of the day. And actually, uh, in recent weeks, we've actually come up with our own questions of the day. Haven't found anything new, uh, anything good, I, I should say, on social media. So I'm having to kind of come up with these uh these questions. And so, uh, I mean, since this is again, the first newsreel of 2022, we wanted to kind of keep these, uh, these first couple of topics really simple. So our TNR question of the day is which TV show are you looking forward to the most in 2022, Jeremy? Look, so I was trying to figure that out and I was like, okay, do I want to choose the boys? Do I want to choose possibly like a Mandalorian Stranger Things, something like that. And mm-hmm. I almost want, I almost said uh, Reacher, you know, the Jack Reacher TV show about to come out in about a month. And then I remembered a little TV show called Halo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was just like, I forgot, like, the reason why I totally forgot about it is just because this show has been in like development forever it's like or a a halo movie a halo tv show it's like they never seem to come out (laughs) so for it to actually be like they showed us a teaser they showed us footage they said it's coming out in 2022 so that's my most anticipated tv show of 2022 oh man especially since you're like basically knee deep in halo infinite right just uh kind of in your spare time especially uh, while you're on uh on break from school yeah exactly dude like i think i'm like level 41 now <laughs> you know not too high up there but uh you know i've been trying to play as much as i can whenever i have the chance so nice nice well um i know that uh wait there's been at least one teaser right maybe even a a second teaser right for the halo show uh, from what I know, I think there's just one teaser. So yeah. and it looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it on uh, on Instagram, but I don't recall if they actually had an official date yet for the release of the show. Right? They just mentioned sometime in 2022. Is that right? Yeah, I did, yeah, it kind of sucks where they don't have like a definitive date yet. They just, I think they just put 2022 on there. Wait, uh. What, where is it going to be streaming again? I, I know, but can you let the audience know? Yeah, it's going to be uh, streaming on Paramount Plus. Mm. So, not sponsored though. And out <laughs> of all the... It's kind of weird, Paramount. Out of all the streaming services. I've never tried Paramount, so I looked up their stuff and it's like, oh, if Halo's worth it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think right now their big show that on uh, that's on Paramount Plus, and only because like uh, I have a buddy of mine that has been talking up Yellowstone, and I do mm. see uh, some of the podcasts that that I do listen to for pop culture. They've been kind of talking about that as well. Um, Yellowstone, I think, is a kind of like a western type TV show. Yeah, I've heard um, about it with Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. And so I feel like that might be worth checking out as well, especially since the price point isn't too bad. It's it's similar to Apple TV Plus where it's only 4.99 a month. And I'm sure I think they have some sort of like trial period too, maybe that we could time perfectly with uh whenever it decides to I guess premiere, right? 
Yeah, I'm, if I were to guess when it's going to come out, it's probably going to be in the fall. This is my guess for Halo. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's logical, too, because I feel like uh, naturally and traditionally speaking with TV shows, fall is, is like a huge premiere like time of year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's only, I guess, recently where you get the whole streaming thing and then uh, they'll try to time it based off of whatever time period that they're trying to do. Like case in point with Stranger Things, remember they did the the whole uh, Halloween <laughs> kind of thing or even like, yeah, they would kind of coincide with that release. Yeah, I remember Stranger Things had like the Halloween one, then they had like a, a summer. Summer one, yeah. Summer so one, co- yeah. Yeah, coincided with uh, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I actually have to do a little bit of research because, again, there are a lot of TV shows that, you know, you know me, that's my focus. So I am definitely looking forward to the TV uh, lineup for 2022, because, again, there's going to be, like you mentioned, a return to Stranger Things. It's been a few years there. Uh, But the more I think about it, (laughs) the show that I want to mention doesn't even have a title yet. Uh, We've talked about it in, in a previous previous episode of the newsreel it's the yet to be titled lord of the Rings show oh, uh, yeah. that's gonna be out on amazon prime video and for me it's just because of the sheer scale of that budget for a tv show where it dwarfs even game of thrones and their mm. hbo budget that's gotta be nuts and uh, all i know about it is that it's it's gonna be the biggest show of all time it's gonna be streaming on amazon prime video it's gonna come out sometime in the fall of this year and it's been, it's going to be 19 years since Return of the King. Holy crap. Good content. Good content. Because <laughs> I don't really uh, consider The Hobbit good content. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Hobbit trilogy didn't need to be made. Sorry, Peter Jackson. I loved your work with The Beatles, just not on The Hobbit. Sorry. Dang. And where is that supposed to be streaming again? Amazon Prime Video. All right, a little bit more. We're a little bit more familiar with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, would you um would you start that show? Because uh, I think you have Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, I do. So it's like I would I would probably give it a chance, see how how it starts out. Um, if it's more you know, Lord of the Rings, then Hobbit. at least I, I'm sure like you'll let me know if it's more Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean yeah. so and if it's more Lord of the Rings then yeah I'm in but I haven't seen the Hobbit so <laughs> oh, but I'll take yeah. your word for it <laughs> so don't, don't, don't worry about seeing the Hobbit don't don't waste your eight hours or whatever it was for those <laughs> three movies it was a lot of, it was a lot of hours that I'd never that I'll never get back damn and I'm sure you heard by now that when they were like shooting in a really high frame rate, it just, it was weird on the eyes. It hurt my eyes to watch. In that's the what I've heard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's the show that I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to. So again, since I'm the TV guy, this week's TV topic is kind of a, a, a little bit of a, um, a kind of different than what we've been kind of talking about. We, uh, in all honesty, we've been talking a lot about Mar- uh, a lot of Marvel stuff here, uh, a lot of DC stuff. And so I wanted to kind of vary it up just a tad for the TV topic. And so uh, as I was kind of scrolling through news items, I did notice that Keanu Reeves was reportedly in talks to join a Martin Scorsese and Leo uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, I guess, show that they're creating called The Devil in the White City. It's going to be a Hulu show. 
Uh, yeah. And it's it's actually going to be set in 1893 during the Chicago's World Fair, and it's basically about a serial killer. And so, um, you know, who knows what kind of role they have in mind for Keanu Reeves? Maybe he is the serial killer. That, that mm-hmm. would actually be pretty cool. Uh, would, would you? First of all, let me ask you this: This is not my question, but would you want to see Keanu Reeves if he does latch onto this project? Would you want to see him as the protagonist or the antagonist? Because oh, there's the serial killer, right? And what was the other, um, the protagonist, like the character? What was the occupation of that character? I forgot it. I, I read it and I totally forgot. I actually, I don't even know. <laughs> Damn. Because I'm, think, I'm thinking that's going to be DiCaprio. Uh-huh. I would like, like, if you were to ask me about Di- DiCaprio, I would kind of want him to play the villain, like the the kind of like Django. Django, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was but, thinking Django you know, too. Like a serial killer, but if Keanu is going to be actually in the show, because it's not fully confirmed yet, right? It's just like mm, in talks. Yet. Yeah, in talks. I would want him to be the serial killer for sure. I think because. You know, Keanu, he's usually playing that uh, the nicer guy. Uh, at least he's the protagonist of the story. And but then again, he is like that that quiet type of guy that you you could feel like uh, you could like him. And maybe mm-hmm. he can he draws people in that way and then kills them pretty much. Ooh, like yeah. like you know maybe how he should be in the show. So I feel like if he's gonna be part of the show, he should be the serial killer. You know what? I completely agree with you. Only just to switch things up a little bit because I feel like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has, yeah, I feel like he's been able to kind of, you know, kind of toe the line of being like, I guess, the the main protagonist, like kind of like the departed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, playing the villain like in Django Unchained. And so I feel like, you know, he's pretty versatile in that role. But just like you said, I don't even recall a role where Keanu Reeves has played the villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least not a very high-budget movie, from what I recall. Yeah. And it would be just kind of a... It would be different than, you know, what we've been accustomed to seeing. Obviously, we just had our Matrix Resurrections uh, podcast, you know, where he's obviously the one. Or even John Wick, where he's just, like, blowing away all these bad guys. (laughs) And it would be pretty cool to have him play the main villain, the serial killer. And just like you said, he could be charming enough to kind of lure people in and then just be some sort of weird psychopath. And he, I don't know, does weird shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, that's what I would love. Like, cause Keanu, I feel like he could play it in a weird way mm-hmm. that it's still like his style, but mm-hmm. then it, it fits into the character. If they write his character, well, well, if it is going to be his character, they can write it in a way that plays to his strengths where it's, in some scenes, he'll seem like, oh, yeah, I can see why people can be drawn to this serial killer because not, he's not going to be so obvious. And then he can basically switch on the, the serial killer's psychopath mode like when he needs to. Yeah, and the good thing about this, because it's going to be a Hulu miniseries, is that we're going to be able to spend a little bit more time and you get a little bit more character uh, character development for on both sides. You know what I mean? If Leo does hypothetically play a uh the, the main protagonist and then if you get keanu reeves and you kind of see like you know him kind of like in like you might be able to do some flashbacks or you know kind of see how the character develops into a, uh, the serial killer around that time and obviously it's in 1893 so it's again going to be one of those period pieces where it's not gonna it, it's gonna be a little bit different you know yeah and if leo is the the protagonist again 
and it's like a thriller mystery type of thing, um, it would give me vibes of of uh, Shutter Island because <laughs> you know how he was like investigating yeah. like what the hell's going on and uh, that that just reminds me of that movie. So th- that's why I kind of wanted to see Leo as the villain or as the serial killer. But uh, if I had to choose one to be the serial killer, I would go with Keanu. Yeah, just I, I completely agree. So real quick, actually, <laughs> we we had we've got a pretty good dis- discussion going on now that we've kind of talked about like the basic premise of the show. On a scale of, I guess, somewhere like being the lowest, and then I'm, I want to kind of put it in terms of like streaming services. So <laughs> the lowest <laughs> being a complete hard pass, the middle kind of being, oh, subscribing to like a free trial <laughs> or something like that, uh-huh. or to the absolute highest where you're willing to subscribe to a premium service like, you know, HBO Max's uh, ad free plan where it's like hell expensive. On that sort of scale, how excited would you be for this type of show? Um, and that's assuming that Keanu Reeves would be attached to this show. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, when you were saying like the lowest possible thing, I was like, Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it but should so be that would be kind of somewhere in the middle because it's a free service that you would sign up. There's a little bit of effort there. Yeah. The lowest <sighs> would be hard pass for sure. For me, it... I think Hulu is like that 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 good balance on there, and like Hulu's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sometimes ads on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's just because it's like I haven't really seen uh, DiCaprio or Keanu Reeves in like a TV show before. Who knows how well that uh, it'll like translate? I'm, of course, they're they're awesome actors, but it's like sometimes. Um, when they try to branch out and do other things like a, like a TV show, sometimes it, it's, uh, I don't know. Hey, you got to remember though, we got Martin Scorsese like somewhere in, you know, like developing this, uh, this show too. So I mean, Scorsese, I mean, he's a legendary director. Mm-hmm. I think it's landing in the perfect place though. If it was going to be on HBO max, mm-hmm. um, I would be super excited, but since it's on Hulu, I think that's where, uh, it's perfect because I like Hulu for all its TV shows. Mm-hmm. I don't really go to Hulu too much for movies, but uh, for TV shows, I feel like they have a good... Um, sometimes they have a better... Um, they're more up-to-date with shows than like Netflix even because Netflix just has like an abundance of, like, of stuff, everything. Just random <laughs> like smorgasbord, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like too much sometimes. But Hulu kind of narrows it down and uh, picks some qu- more quality stuff in terms of TV shows. So, and especially with their limited series, I feel like they're they're pretty good at that. Yeah. But I feel like Amazon's been beating them out on that. <laughs> so it's like in in the level of my excitement, I want to say Amazon Prime. You know, where it's like it's higher than Hulu, but not as much as uh, <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel it. I mean. Yeah, if you think about what uh, I guess Hulu's prestige show, it would be uh, *Handmaid's Tale*. I guess I haven't mm-hmm. gotten into it. I hear it's really good, um, but I think I, it's just the fact that I never latched on early enough. Where it's now they have a lot of seasons. It's like, oh man, it's kind of a there's a time commitment now. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> I kind of wish I hopped on a little bit earlier. But I hear good things about that show. Um, I'm hoping that with the streaming wars that, you know, with obviously Netflix has always been at the forefront. Disney Plus, I mean, Disney already has Disney Plus, but 
I'm sure they want to do more adult con like content and mm-hmm. to be able to do more prestige limited series or even like just straight up really good prestige TV, uh, similar to like what HBO and HB, you know, like uh, Cinemax, you know, the whole HBO Max combo now. I'm sure they want to kind of latch onto that just because, I mean, HBO has been doing it for so long. So um, I think I think if if it were like uh, an HBO show for sure, I would definitely I'd definitely watch it. But the fact that I already have Hulu, I'm definitely going to probably watch it premiere weekend as well. So I'm anticipating it just because of the A-list actors um, and you get Scorsese directing. So Nice. Uh, so I'm usually the the movie guy here on the, on the newsroom but actually I have another bonus TV topic because we didn't get to talk about it recently and Book of Boba Fett came out December 29 so that was like a week ago as the time of this recording so yeah Book of Boba Fett series premiere came out Ken hasn't seen the second episode yet of Book of Boba Fett so I won't. I'll try, try not to mention. It. I'm just trying to remember, like what not to mention in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. So so Boba Fett, kind of a short episode uh, series premiere. But how do you just general thoughts first on the the series premiere? How do you feel about this episode? I feel like in the general, I guess timeline where obviously we see, we did see like. Um, the, and we did talk about the the trailer, I think, on an earlier episode of the Newsreel, where it's like, oh, it's an interesting premise of, I guess, futuristic Star Warsian like mafia type thing. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a slow starter because we, I mean, it, I feel like they wanted to kind of set the table and kind of show where or how Boba Fett got to where he was uh, at the end of episode six, return of the Jedi, where obviously he gets swallowed up by the Sarlacc. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it, it was, it was a really good beginning in that we got to see it. I mean, we've been wanting to see it for so long, what, 30 years or whatever it's been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause it's like, everyone just assumed like Boba Fett can't be dead. And here we are of what, how many years later? Oh no, it's like, forty years. Forty eighty-three, years. <laughs> almost almost forty years. Holy crap! Exactly, like forty years later, it's like we he's alive. <laughs> so, yeah. it's pretty I mean, nice. obviously we saw him in in season two of the Mandalorian, but just to be able to see it, you know, because everyone's always been speculating about how you know he was able to escape, and I'm sure you may have seen how. They're, you know, they're kind of re- resurrecting like the Parks and Rec, uh, that yeah. that one clip where he, he was talking about, oh, this is how I think he, uh, he like comes out of the Sarlacc pit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cause he, I just remember in that episode of Par- <laughs> Parks and Rec, I love that show. And just, he was doing, um, crap. He was doing a technique in like the, the court of basically just extending as long as you can but you have to keep talking about anything about something and he was talking about how boba fett was rising up out of the sarlacc pit so i was like all right and here we are 40 years later and it's it's on screen 
Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny uh, being able to see <laughs> social media where they were playing that clip of Parks and Rec. It's side by side with uh, like just the, the visuals of that first scene of him leaving the uh, or escaping the Sarlacc pit. It was pretty funny how they did that. And I'm sure that was intentional, uh, kind of like a little Easter egg for those that do watch Parks and Rec and are huge Star Wars fans, because I would imagine there's a pretty good, I guess, crossover, you know, like uh, <laughs> Venn diagram ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, the episode was good, right? Yeah. It was, it was, but like you said, it was a bit of a slow starter, kind of retreading things that we kind of conceptualized in our head already, like the beginning of, mm-hmm. we know he's going to get out of the Starlight Pit. We know he's going to be um, captured by the Tusken uh, Raiders. Yep, yep. Um, or in what I like to just call present-day Boba Fett also. Like, he's uh, taken over, like, the throne on Tatooine mm-hmm. and all that stuff as kind of like the the mob boss or crime boss of um, Moss Espa, right? Is that yeah. the name of it? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. basically it's like, and then that's where the episode ends. I'm like, okay, like we, <laughs> it we was kind of like knew all that it, stuff. It felt like a prologue, right? An extended prologue uh, because literally other than, you know, him escaping the Sarlacc pit, we basically just see how, like what, you know, like they showed us how he got to certain parts that were alluded to in Mando. They showed how he lost his armor uh, to all the Jawas. And then obviously, like you mentioned, how he became a part of the the Tusken Raiders and everything. And I thought it was pretty cool to be able to see some, you know, Tatooine action and everything against this brand new monster that we've never seen. The six legged thing i thought it was, was actually thinking, pretty cool i was thinking i I, uh, I was like is that goro from yeah uh, mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah dude i was like oh shoot i think it mutated <laughs> yeah holy crap dude uh but the story i, I feel like it could have like you said it was kind of like a prologue um uh episode two does improve it a bit you know okay okay in terms of pacing uh for the show so i want to give you some hope so that you don't bail out (laughs) well i mean just the fact that it's still dave filoni and obviously um john favreau who's mainly heading this project i have faith in in what they did i mean just i mean we talked about on the on an earlier episode of the newsreel where we were talking about how going into the mandalorian season one we didn't really know what to expect so i was kind of nervous that it would kind of suck Mm-hmm. And then obviously basically became a cultural phenomenon for those two seasons. And and you take you take a like kind of a made up character within the whole Star Wars uh universe, and you can do that with, with those two seasons, but now you're dealing with a cult hero with Boba Fett. I mean, I don't wanna like obviously give it unfair expectations, but um I don't know. I just have faith that it'll eventually be at least watchable, you know, similar to like some of these other MCU MCU shows where you may get a little bit of a mixed bag, but it, overall it'll be entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know uh, how to feel about the jumping between present day and, and the past. Mm-hmm. Cause in a way it's like, I do like seeing the Tuscan Raider stuff. I find that pretty cool. But at the same time, I want to see more of what Boba Fett is up to after Mando season two. Mm. So 
uh, and obviously, the more that you keep jumping into the past, you're gonna there's less screen time to for the present day. So, how do, how do you kind of feel about them jumping back and forth between past and present? Um, okay, this is just obviously me. Just I've only seen the one episode. I'm hoping that the flashbacks start to kind of taper off as the season goes along, and they only use it to kind of draw parallels between um, Boba's past versus what he's going through uh, in the present storyline, just so that it just basically supports it. And I'm kind of saying that with regards to uh, the show that I think I introduced on the Matrix show on the ritual, Station Eleven, there, there are, it's, ah, give a minor spoiler. It happens over multiple timelines. Mm. And so you'll get to see flashbacks to support what's going on in whatever timeline is currently showing on the actual screen. So uh, if it's done in the name of good storytelling and there's parallels, then I'm all for it. But again, I agree with you. Uh, now we kind of want to see new content. We want to see the new storyline and see where uh, Boba Fett now, how, you know, how he does as the main guy over in Tatooine. Yeah. So I want to ask you this though, because when watching the second episode and I kind of hear, I actually heard, um, well, this doesn't have to do anything with episode two. Uh, I heard some news that it's like, Oh, is, uh harrison ford gonna be in boba fett or whatever so it gave me uh, like i don't think he he will <laughs> like just looking at, at harrison ford he like doesn't want to do anything with star wars anymore and yeah. i don't think he would want to be on a tv show on disney plus um just like in his head <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so do you think there's any like og trilogy um characters that might pop up or do you think Maybe we'll see like a new, newer character to the screen, like uh, Cobb Cobb Vant. Ooh, I hope we see Cobb Vant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just because uh, I mean, I thought he was really likable in the I think it was episode nine, chapter nine. Uh, uh, it was the premiere season two mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian. Uh, if I had to pick an OG character. I don't know if we'll be able to see any of the droids, but that would be pretty awesome to see like C3PO or oh, yeah. or 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 2D2. But if I have to put money on it, maybe Chewie. That's what Chewbacca? I was going to say too, dude. I was going to say <laughs> Chewbacca out of everybody. Like I don't think we're going to see Harrison Ford, uh, yeah. Han Solo. Spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> uh, it's a joke. But uh, Chewbacca, yeah, I think out of all the characters, I feel like Chewbacca might like have a reference, or he might be in passing. If anything, it, it would be like a a bounty hunter um, that I can't remember. But I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't know if it's part of Star Wars canon. Does uh, Chewie have any uh, any relatives? Maybe he has a like a random brother or nephew or something <laughs> like that who who happens to be uh, I don't know a little bit younger. Maybe you do a whole. Yeah, we obviously got Grogu, Baby Yoda. Maybe we get like a <laughs> like a like a cute version, like cute little Wookie or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. We're we're gonna have a baby Chewy. I didn't yeah, want to say, man. <laughs> I didn't want to say it's episode two. No, I'm just kidding. I'm all for it, man. <laughs> baby Chewy. <laughs> Imagine. Oh shoot. Just retreading the same storyline. <laughs> he has uh what do you call it? Boba Fett has to <laughs> has to uh 
prevent uh, prevent the empire from like doing testing <laughs> on baby Chewie. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, holy, but I, yeah, I was gonna say Chewbacca. Hopefully, Cobb Vanth comes back. Yeah. Ooh, I think we talked about it before. <laughs> Do you think we'll let, we'll get a little Mando at least reference? I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll show up, uh, Din Djarin, But do you think we'll get a little bit of a, a, a reference at least? Mm, like I don't di- think so. Just like just dialogue, straight straight up dialogue. You know, I think they're gonna try to make it as separate as possible. So mm. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna just play what I don't want in my because I I do yeah. in my head want to see them reference Din Djarin, but mm. I don't think they will. How about any other uh, Mandalorians like that were introduced in season two of uh, of the Mandalorian? I wish we I could Bo-Katan. say like Bo Katan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like at least for season one of Book of Boba Fett, they're gonna leave it as just like the first season of Mandalorian, where it's kind of like very standalone. Besides wow. Yoda, and then season two, maybe they'll take more risk with. Um, other characters i think what they're going to do in the first season is a lot of just creating their own characters one last just random musing that just came into my head do you think we'll get possibly an uh uh, ahsoka reference to set up that show because i think that's the next star wars um show right that will debut or is it going to be the um the obi-wan one i want to say obi-wan just because i feel like they they started production first mm, okay from my point of view i want to see obi well hey, he's knows? dead already no, no, no he's dead already i was like spoilers yeah, for in, in, uh, <laughs> a new hope i was like wait a minute i have to remind myself where we're in the timeline for yeah. uh star wars but yeah he's dead already <laughs> spoiler <laughs> a new hope <laughs> the first star wars um shoot no, I I feel like yeah, it's I think that's possible for Ahsoka. Mm. Mm. It's just like oh, there's a Jedi somewhere doing this thing, so that'd be pretty cool to just uh, just to kind of get it um get her back into people's radars. Just since it, since her show's coming up, uh, I don't know within the next year or two. I don't know. How, I don't know when the release dates are for these Star Wars shows. Yeah, I want like. Yeah, I don't know when the next one is. I don't know what like when Mando's supposed to come back, yeah. when Obi Wan, Ahsoka, all that stuff. Yeah, I should probably we should probably look that look into that. Uh, you know, until we you know until we talk about the next Star Wars episode of you know this show or you know if there's any other news about any other shows. Yeah, I feel like they announced a bunch, so we'll definitely try to keep up to date on that one. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, we'll just leave that there. And so, uh, Jeremy, do you actually want to preview what we have uh, upcoming for this coming Monday? Yeah, so on Monday, we're going to be talking about a movie that's streaming on Netflix about a comet that's hurtling towards Earth where scientists discover basically that these scientists look a little bit like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. So they decide to tell the president what's happening. So... <laughs> and then uh stuff happens in that movie. So I think that's a good enough explanation, right? <laughs> right yeah, Dan, about stuff does don't, happen. D- <laughs> don't look up. <laughs> so if you want to watch Don't Look Up before our episode on Don't Look Up on Monday, it's on Netflix and uh, in select theaters as well. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh 
talking to you about Don't Look Up. I finally got around to to streaming it. And so definitely stream it again. It's been out for a couple of weeks now and uh, definitely worth a watch. So definitely, um, yeah, definitely watch it so that you can not be spoiled by our podcast episode. Definitely check us out. Um, and so if you want to stay up to date on what we have coming up again, like for future movies, like don't look up, where can they follow us, Jeremy? Uh, you can follow us at weekly reel on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it, we try to keep it light. We try to, you know, put some teasers on there. You know, we call them uh, recasts. Uh, we, throw in some polls every so often we'll put some quizzes if i have time to actually <laughs> think of some questions uh we try to uh we try to keep it light but we also like to keep it informative you know just give you a little bit of snippets uh for our podcast episodes but yeah definitely uh definitely follow us leave us a comment uh especially on apple Podcasts. spotify is starting to do that now with uh things so just go ahead and rate our podcast uh, let us know how we can get better because that's all, you know, we're doing this show for you guys and uh, we definitely want that constructive criticism. So we want to be able to make our show or actually both of our shows um, um, worth listening for you. So we definitely um, we like to we like to keep our ears open. So that with that being said, on behalf of Jeremy and our very first newsreel of 22 uh, 2022, I should say. Uh, again thank you for listening to us and checking us out Uh, we'll see you next week on the reels